The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, this is The Ashholes. Each week, they smoke a different cigar, sometimes the same cigar, but mostly different, and they give their honest impression. They always assign an official Ashholes rating to that cigar. So, pull up a chair, light up, relax, be an Ashhole too. It's very rewarding. Broadcasting live from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, this is the Ash Holes Podcast. Today we're going to talk about what are the must-have cigar brands of 2023. 2023. What should I have in my store, store owners, or yeah. even, even people? What should they be smoking? What should they be trying? Everything. It can be new. It can be old. You write these yeah, things. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be new stuff. That's, it's must-have. Mm. Some stuff is must the same. Have. Some stuff is new. But we're almost through 2023, so if it's not on your shelf right now or you're not smoking it, maybe you got to change it up. Hmm. All right. The guy that did the intro there was Aaron, and my name is Dave next to me. Is Dan and off to the side we have Chrissy. Hi to But we're missing someone. Yes. Somebody missing I say today. We're, missing him. <laughs> we're not missing him, but he's not he's not Better here. Opinion. The person not here is Ed Sullivan. He is in Italy. He's not even in the state or and the he United kn- States. No, he's not. And he knows what time we go on at four o'clock, but he tells me that there's six hour time difference. Yeah. It's yeah, ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock at night. Like, and that won't be happening. Nope. At ten. We have a shot on Saturday. All right. That he says, okay, it's possible that I could jump on there. Which, by the way, he's not going to be here. So Chrissy is jumping yeah. over to the big show. They're calling me up to yep. the big leagues, boys. Are you nervous? <laughs> no, I've done yeah. it a bunch of times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a Nationals takeover this week yeah. on uh, Scarth. Oh, yeah. yes. Why, who else is? You're going to be there? I'll be there. Yep. Awesome. Dan's going to be our special guest. Oh. We're going to talk about uh, the New England Cigar Expo yeah. coming out because I don't know if you've been watching the countdown that's happening on, yeah. online. Mm-hmm. We're down to I think uh, less than I think by the time I had posted the uh, the update, uh, I think on Saturday you guys said it was forty tickets left. As of today, there were twenty eight, and by the time I put the graphic up, there was even less than twenty eight. Oh yes, yeah. so, so we're in the twenties. All right, so it's happening all now. And uh, Aaron's going to be there, just so you know, if you're saying, uh, I wonder if all the Ashles will be there. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's going to be there, there uh, and uh, we got some jobs entitled for him. Oh, right? we got, we we got lots of stuff. We Keep got everybody something. busy. Did, we didn't even get to talk to him on the, on, off we'll, the air. We'll, yeah, we'll <laughs> talk to him. We'll all talk. right, we got some stuff to get to. What we got to get to is lighting the cigar up. We're three minutes in, and we haven't lit the cigar. What do we have here? All right, so today we're going to light up the Camacho Connecticut Robusto. This is a cigar made in Honduras. 5x50 Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with a Corojo binder, Dominican Honduran filler. The price is $9.39 for a single or $166.99 for a box, which would save $20. And when you can find this cigar on twoguyscigars.com, that's the number two, guyscigars.com. Cream soda? Cream soda? I was thinking uh, cinnamon graham cracker. Like yeah. Just pretty lightly, though. This is on a cold draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like what it tastes like. It's against everything Camacho stands for. Big and bold. <laughs> this is light and small. This is Davidoff tasting. This is very, Even very though good. it's not made in the same factory because it's Honduras. Yeah. You know, I feel like I say this a lot when we do the cold draw. I'm like, oh, this tastes like a Davidoff. This actually yeah. tastes Davidoff-esque. It tastes but not, like I'm going to like it. Not as refined, but it tastes. There we go. And we're under $10 on it, so uh, I think all, all the better. 
I'm looking for under $10 cigars. You're saying what a must-have for cigar shops. Yeah. Cigars under $10. So here's one, which is the Camacho Connecticut Robusto. Uh, but right now, it is time to light our cigar, and it's brought to you by Perdomo, the hottest brand in the land, a company founded on quality, tradition, and excellence. Quality. One draw, that's the law. 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 It's brought to you by Abuelo Cigars. You're going to live under my roof? You're going to play by my rules. Abuelo Cigars. Infamous since 1962. Because <laughs> of the band. Yep. That was Simon Camacho that owned this brand before it really? went to the Aroas. And then after that, it went to Davidoff. So I've been following this brand for a long time. Uh, Simon Camacho, Camacho Cigars, uh, Nicaraguan, uh, all that time. And now what was a full-bodied cigar, still is, they still have full-bodied yeah. stuff. We have more to my liking. Yes. More to my liking. Um, even the size-wise, everything, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great cigar. If you're someone that wants maybe that mild profile but a little bit more gas to it than some of your traditional classic facings, because even though this has been repackaged several times, you know, since – yeah. It's this is a classic facing. This is a classic facing with a little bit more gas for a Connecticut wrapper as opposed to like a Reserve Real, a Monte Cristo White, yeah. Macanudo. This is going to be more uh, strength for a Connecticut for sure. Mm. What usually happens in Honduran cigars is more aggressive at the beginning and yeah. then miles out. Just to, noticing that that's happening, almost like the tobacco, not the direction of the tobacco that went in, but it's almost. Um, Honduran tobacco is that uh, um, stronger, yeah, you know, like an early kick. Yeah, it's got a little bit more spice than if it was just a Dominican. Even though this has Dominican and Honduran filler, I think that mix is why you get that strength. But it's not as like crazy as some of those Honduran Connecticut's can be. And I don't go to this often enough. I don't yeah. think about it because Camacho, you don't think. Yeah. That, that's when some companies that make strong cigars come out with a mild cigar or make mild cigars and then all of a sudden come out with a strong one. I'm right. like, stay in your lane here, folks. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, they do this well. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. For uh, sure. Good job here. So what cigars are must-haves for 2023? That's what we're talking about. Um, I'm going to go start it off with the under $10 thing yeah. is what you, Mr. Retailer, should be thinking about or you, consumer, should be thinking about because we want you smoking even in the wintertime, up here in the cold weather, some things that come to mind. Um, you have uh, West Tampa right yeah. under the $10 mark, Montosa, yeah. which is uh, really good at, at the 6 and $7 range, as is La Mezgal Cubana. La Galera, yep. HVC, Firecracker, always a case. Yeah. Uh, El Baton, if you're looking for something with a little more strength on it, uh, we had that uh, a couple of weeks ago. We smoked it. Mm. Boy, I forget about how great that cigar is. Right. Uh, really good, uh, fuller-bodied cigar for the money. You don't see a lot of that. Charter Oak. Mm, Charter Oak, yeah. another great one. Can barely keep it in stock. It's yeah, always yeah. been since the day it came out. Yeah, yeah it's always been uh, a great value. And, and, and they make, keep making them. Buffalo 10, mm -hmm. if, if you don't Great. mind uh, that little box press mm -hmm. uh, cigar. Um, Aladino, a lot of things yep. that are un under the $10 yep. mark. And do we dare talk about, is there any negative here? Are we talking about not must-haves? Uh, I mean, you can. There, there's, no, there's no wrong answer here. Some of the <laughs> old brands 
are kind of like you don't have to have no. anymore. You no. don't have to have Ashton anymore. You no. don't yeah. have to have Macanudo anymore. No. These are uncalled for brands <laughs> yeah, of Punch Hoy de Monterey. Things that were the biggest selling yeah. things for me. CAO. Enough years have gone by that they're not it, yeah, called for or asked for. We still have these things. We right. hang on to some of them. Yeah. But, but as the, the numbers come in, you look at it and say it's, it's kind of gone. It's like yeah. as but, those customers pass away, that it right. die hard. That's part of, and then yeah. unless you're like in true vacation land where everyone that walks through your store is a casual smoker, you should have them because that's probably the only cigar they're going to have all year and that's probably the only brands they know. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a, a high traffic store, the people that are looking specifically for something deep in a Macanudo portfolio or an Ashton portfolio, it's, it's, less, it's well, less and less. I, and I say that because here's Camacho that, that stood the test of time, 1962, yep. and it, it's relived itself many times. That's yes. why it still exists, because right. it, it started up again many different times, mm-hmm. and lots of energy and effort get put into it. And where it is looked upon as the big and bold, it could have another whole life here yeah. as a mild cigar. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, and it has. I think the Camacho Connecticut, at least in me selling it for 10 years in retail, was always one of the best sellers. And they've done different iterations of it in limited editions where they did like the distillery edition or even the box press they still make. They all do well compared to maybe some of the other sizes they had, like the Ecuador or the Corojo, yeah. the Corojo which is really the foundation of that brand. Part of that, they came out with so many different ones that they almost, they you know, there was... Three Jump different, the shark. yeah. There was three yeah. different Connecticut versions of, yeah. of different things of Ecuador, Connecticut, or is it Connecticut, Connecticut? Yeah. Or you know, all these different um, with just too too many choices, mm. and that's what I think a lot of companies do. They go too wide. Yeah, and mm. and they've trimmed it back. And I think you saw you saw Davidoff do that with some of their smaller brand. Like when I say smaller, they're still humongous, but smaller and. Scope compared to Davidoff, you know, Avo got trimmed back, Camacho got trimmed yeah. back. Drew Estate did that with some big. of their lines. They big did time. it big too, and you know, I don't think they lose a sale. No, nothing gets uh, lost because they. Uh, I had this conversation with Nelson Alfonso with uh, a whole bunch of his things that right. are a quarter of an inch off and right. stuff, and I'm like, we're waiting and waiting for product, and you got things that are a quarter yeah. inch difference, and could you put your effort into that? Exactly. My problem is it's five years down the road for him exactly. to make, make, make move. A little bit different, too. Yeah. And, you know, and it's it's interesting, as you've seen some companies pull back. It doesn't mean the brand's still not a must-have. Like, I still would say, like, yeah, they eliminated a lot of sizes of Undercrown Shade, but it's still a great cigar. It doesn't mean you shouldn't smoke it, or it shouldn't be on your shelf if you're a big Drew Estate store. Now, what I would say would be a must-have, you know, even just the couple months or couple weeks it's been on the shelf would be the new sizes of Red Anchor that were announced at the PCA this year. Very now interesting. Uh, it's getting a lot of talk. I mean, yeah. industry people are, yeah. are talking about it because of the history behind it or mm-hmm. whatever. And yes, it existed in 1772, but it hasn't been around for 250 years <laughs> after, you know. So uh, it's a whole new historical thing. Yeah, and it's also... Um, and this is part of my must-haves going forward if, on the, if you're a retailer is cigars over $15 because it's become such a popular price point in the last mm. few years, even as people are downtrading because some smokers in the market aren't affected by price. But Red Anchor is in that wheelhouse of that you know mid, mid to low $20 range for most of the sizes. Some sizes are a little bit more. But 
the quality that you're getting for that smoke is on par with anything that's even above that price point. It's, it's a great cigar. And, you know, ironically, as we're smoking a Camacho, it has connections back to Davidoff. Yeah, right. Right. You know? Back to there. 1772, 252 years old coming up. And uh, here it is, a new life to that. So what's old is new again. And what, yes. And also what... Some of these things that are old and must-haves are not. They're dying out, yeah. and they can be brought back. Yeah. You know who does it, I think, best is J.C. Newman. Yeah. They let something die. Mm. It goes away for the longest time and then makes a resurgence. Mm-hmm. Packets change. Everything's changing. Very, very quiet for the longest time. Cuesta Ray, which was a monster brand at one time. Right. Many different times over for sure over all these years. I think every store has that Quest Array uh, cigar store uh, idiot. In the right, hmm. and they every put store. a lot of effort into it. They did very well with it. We're talking about a, a great product made by Toro Fuente. Yeah, very good price, by the way. And all of a sudden, it gets quiet and it disappears. I know it's going to make a resurgence, mm. and you know it too. But I, uh, they'll, 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 you'll see why. A yep. few weeks from now yep. of what happens. But that, that is something they did. Elbaton was around two different other times. Right. Uh, Brick House was around a long time ago and came back yep. and ended up doing it. Uh, they're historians. They bring right. these things back. They have a museum, and they have it for a reason. Correct. Uh, these things are not to be forgotten, and they make a resurgence yeah. back. Will we ever see a resurgence of Macanudo? Or something like that. I don't know, but I yeah. know at one time it was the biggest cigar brand in the world. Yeah, I mean, I, they they'll never touch, you know, the that whatever you want to call that line was the white, the Hyde Park and Portofino, like the traditional cafes. the cafes. Yeah, that will always be the same because it's it's the brand. And I think they've tried to bring back some stuff in the last few years, but a lot of the companies I know this from experience, they're afraid to go back to some of those brands because even though. It could have been a brand that was popular 20 years ago, 15 years ago. They don't want to radically change things because they're afraid that it takes away from the overall branding of things sometimes. So maybe some of these older brands that have kind of fallen to the wayside in terms of notoriety, like uh, Don Diego would be a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, or, um, Tiamo was a giant. Yeah, Horia de Monterey, where there you know, and SDG's done some wild stuff with some of their branding in the last few years between see, but... You know, some of those bigger companies are afraid to take those risks with those brands because there is some sort of lineage, but at the same time, unlike Jason Newman, they don't really support that historical background to it. Um, and then, I mean... Does the younger kids not care about the historical thing? I wouldn't say that. Thing, I man? think it's interesting, you know, because that's the thing that I find important when you're doing a new brand. If it's something that's an existing brand, you're not making a whole new brand line, is that you have that provenance to go back and pull archival information about, and it's an easy touchstone for people to latch onto from a marketing standpoint and a storytelling they standpoint. Have story. They, they have stories, and uh, why not use them if they have them? Uh, right. Red Anchor sitting there all those years, but yep. it's like, oh my God, there's a story here. This is the first cigar ever out. labeled as a brand, yeah. and nobody's sitting there with it. It's got, yeah, to, and it's got to come alive again. And its immediate success has proven that people want that kind of Sold story. out at the trade show yep. on day one. Yep, exactly. So. And you know, it's, we talked about cigar, brand, older brands have come in and out. One brand that's a must-have and will always be a must-have unless something crazy happens, what I would say is Padron. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Talk about must-haves. So many yeah. diehards, you would, know. Would you, would you say that that's the only brand that you must have in your store? <laughs> like, if you're talking about, if you're going to be... Yeah, if I was worried, somebody's going to shut me off, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to not sell to me anymore. There'd be two brands that would really disrupt 
my business, overall business, and they both start with a P. Yep. Padrone and Perdomo <laughs> yep. would disrupt my store yeah. if either of those went away. And it's interesting because they're both prob- probably pretty full flavored. Right. Where back if you said this to me in the in the eighties or nineties, it would be mild cigars. Yeah. It would be Macanudo and Ashton probably. Right. Yep. And and here I'm I'm putting them into the other category. Yeah. Has the taste profile changed of people that it's it's more on the fuller bodied side that that person wants that, you know, basically slamming their fist down, yeah. I want it. Um yeah. and you know, before it was the the opposite. Of, yeah. I, I want mild cigars. Uh, the top name on mild cigars is what they wanted. Yeah, and I, and I think you could see it in this cigar. I mean, we're we're almost halfway here on the smoke. Is this is a, a newer Connecticut that it's only has, halfway down because the band is just yeah, it's a humongous band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks good. It looks good, but this is a Connecticut that's not mild at all. No. Right. So it's clearly the palate has changed because this is a popular yeah. cigar. People, people would say that this is a mild cigar. Yeah. I mean, they're all the crazy coffee flavors there are now, you know, scotch and like, you know, craft beers yeah. and everything. Like people's flavors, they're looking for more complex flavors. They yeah. eat different too. I'll tell you that, yeah. you know, of, you know, people just eating, yeah. eating bland. Yeah. It's not the case no. anymore. Oh, yeah, look at how flaming Hot Cheetos are everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. All kinds yeah. of, I mean, Mexican food is probably as popular as it's ever been. And yeah. spice and hot sauce and all of that stuff. Barbecue's even not that mild anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on where, but like, that's the thing is like, you can go to any cigar shop and like, yeah, on, on average, most cigar places are going to have probably a selection of Romeo and Julieta, probably a selection <laughs> of Monte Cristo, but they all have Padron. Mm-hmm. If they don't, they want it and they can't Correct. get it. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's the issue there. Yeah. So I think that's one that you'll never see change in terms of 2023, 2027, doesn't matter. And there, I think. There's been a major shortage on it, though. Yeah. Padron is a major shortage. They cannot of keep supply, up. but not of demand. Supply. Right. The demand yeah. is stronger than ever. But <laughs> right. on the regular 1000 series and stuff, it's yeah. like we haven't got any. I mean, we, our, our yeah. shelves are bare. Well, that goes back to your point of what's a must have for this year. It's a cigar under $10 that, you know, with flavor. Yeah. A fuller flavored under $10 cigar. If you can make it, Mr. Manufacturer, watching this, <laughs> that's the go-to. Yeah. If, you, if you want something that's going to really ring the registers and you want volume, yeah. there's where the volume's And are. And you got to be able to keep it in stock. Yeah. And keep it consistent. So the, yeah. the success of Perdomo and Padron is... Full of body cigars yep. that are consistent. Right. And that's what the customer cares about. You give them a couple of bad ones here that's and there. It. They'll and move on. They, they jump ship. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, why don't we take a break now? When we come back, we'll do our top five delightful news, Dave's six packs, and letters in the mailbox. Only Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganor Salif stands out because of the distinctive mouthwatering flavors of the Corojo 99 and the Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you will experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganor Salif different than any other tobacco in the world. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganor Salif. Hello, cigar aficionados. This is Klaus Kellner from Davidoff Cigars. I invite you to taste the elements with Davidoff Escurio, Nicaragua, and Yamasa. From water comes originality. 
Savor the sweet and spicy originality of the Davros Escurial tobaccos born by the rains of Bahia, Brazil. From fire comes intensity. Enjoy the bittersweet aromas and fiery intensity of the Davros Nicaragua. From earth comes complexity. Taste the earthy flavors and complex spices that are unique to the red soil of the Yamasa region in Dominican Republic. Only Davroff Master Blenders could take the power of nature and blend it into a range of exceptional cigars. Each element making each cigar a unique experience. Water, fire, earth. Flavors that have risen from the very world itself. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Davroff Cigars. Cigar adventures to a wider world. Looking for a mild cigar? Don Rafael is just that. Solidly constructed, and it offers up a mellow experience that holds a ton of universal appeal. This is just one of the reasons for Don Rafael's enormous success. Looking to get your friend into smoking cigars? The Don Rafael cigar is absolutely the right choice. The brand originally set out to outdo the competition, but for the price, there is no competition. You can't beat Don Rafael. It outsells them all. Don Rafael can be enjoyed any time of the day, all day, and cigar after cigar. The Don Rafael has a smooth, mellow aroma that will not linger. Draped in a seamless golden brown Connecticut wrapper, Dominican long fillers, and a Dominican binder complete the blend. Expect earthy notes with some hints of cedar throughout. And as far as quality everyday blends go, for a mild cigar smoker, it doesn't get more satisfying than this. Remember this, Don. Don Rafael. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly tailed head, and value, value, value. There are Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what do you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take a journey. And we're back. Really, we're back. We're back. back that back. was very aggressive. Like that. I thought, yeah. We're back live in the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tampa, New Hampshire. We're smoking the Camacho, Connecticut. And I'm liking it, by the way. A um, couple of messages on the chat that I'm checking on. Uh, Ducani. Duke Uni. Duke Uni. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Uh, Avo Maduro, he mentions, which is very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. There is a great cigar of maybe Avo, you, you put, start going into the category of it's, it's an old brand or something, maybe. Then they come out with Avo Maduro. Avo Maduro is probably the best Maduro out there. It's a good one. I love that. I love yeah. that cigar. Um, and then he mentions 
Macanudo Inspirado Red. Hmm. Yeah, that's another Maduro. That's the Maduro of the Inspirado oh, line. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know it. Yeah, so they like, have a. They when did the Inspirado? This probably I was I was still in New York. So this is four or five years ago. In the white is Connecticut. The red is Maduro. There's a couple other colors I can't think of off the top of my head. All right, I don't uh, know it, so I can't speak for it. But the question was asked: El Baton is that a reblended or just a different band from the old one? It is reblended, and it's yeah. actually made in their factory. It was their first cigar, so they built their own factory in Nicaragua, and the first cigar to come out of there is El Baton, mm-hmm. and it is fantastic. You're talking an under $10 full-body yeah, cigar. That's great. Uh, it is great. Fa- and, and the other one is McAuliffe. We yes, didn't mention McAuliffe it. Black. McAuliffe Black. Uh, and I'd put it in the category of McAuliffe Black, uh, where um, for that kind of money, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great cigar overall, You know, not talking about money, but when you end up bringing your price down like McAuliffe Black did, mm-hmm. it, it makes it a very good cigar into a sensational cigar because <laughs> right. it's almost yeah. impossible. Yeah. How can it be that good for that kind of price? Right. Mm-hmm. The price may scare you. You look at it and you say, well, I'm not going to like that at 7 or $8. Mm. Oh, I promise you, try it. Lots of flavor. Yeah. Unbelievable cigar. Yeah. So uh, another great cigar. Must have. You must have that cigar. Definitely. If you're a brick and mortar, too, you must have McAuliffe because mm-hmm. look what they're doing. They're, they're, set, they're yeah. teeing you up for success Yeah, is what they're doing there. So uh, we have letters in the mailbox. We have a couple, right? Uh, yep. Uh, a couple of quick ones. Uh, one longer than others, actually. This is from Rod. He says, I was shocked to find out uh, you were all surprised that Chick-fil-A outsold McDonald's and other fast food restaurants. I wasn't surprised. Dave was. Yeah. I was very surprised. <laughs> Every time I go to McDonald's, it takes at least twice as long to get through drive through um, as it does Chick-fil-A. If you go inside, same story. Oftentimes, Mickey D's wants you to place your own order on the screen that takes 15 minutes to figure out. Chick-fil-A gets you in and gets you out quick and treats you like a human being, which is why I think they succeed. Their customer service is second to none. True. I agree. Uh, which, let's face it, we go to places like that because it's uh, fast, not necessarily because it's good. The same cigar might, uh, might in your mind, may taste better depending on where you smoke it. Uh, ambience has a lot to do with your enjoyment and Chick-fil-A and from the service side, they do it better than most. Uh, I once heard that Chick-fil-A sells more chicken than KFC with a quarter of the number of restaurants plus being closed I on Sundays. I uh, just back, got back from my trip to Melbourne. And I've got some comments for Chrissy, and I might have an idea for a pretty uh, boy for a topic to cover. Oh. I'm guessing oh, you're yeah. pretty boy, Dave. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm the pretty boy. Yeah. No, but I'll save that for another week. I've really been enjoying the show. You guys are killing it. Did he just hit us with a teaser email? I, He's like, I got some, I got some Melbourne yes, stuff for the Aussie, really but I'm not going to give it out this week. Yeah. So we wait for next week's emails, yeah. maybe, to, to come yeah. in. Just as a quick reply on that, you, are, you, you, sir, have obviously not been to Chick-fil-A here in Salem, New Hampshire. I'm calling them out. That is no, There is no such thing as fast food. Very slow. So yeah. slow. The new Very ones slow. are always packed. So the line's always wrapped around. around. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you can get yeah. through McDonald's quicker. Nope, because I go to both. And guess what? I go to McDonald's every time because Chick-fil-A's lines are ridiculous. There, yeah, there's people actually walking the line taking your order. I'm right. like, that's cool. Yeah. It's the perception of speed. You're not going anywhere faster in your Correct. car. Do you know at all. that that's why that drive through, all drive throughs were created that way? At the beginning, a drive through used to pull up to the window to take your order and give you your service. Yeah. And then people were waiting in line, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So then they ended up making it so there's three spaces in between. So you place your order, then you wait again. 
uh, for three more. Seem like, but yeah. people, once they get to the first one, they place the order. They say, oh, they're working on my food now, which no, they're not. No. <laughs> but you feel that way, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So what ends up happening, remember the jack-in-the-box? You, you talk to the clown at the beginning of right. it and then stand in line for seven yeah, or eight cars. Line stuff, but you feel like there is a perception yeah. Yeah. of... It is perception. Yes, perception that's all. reality. So you took well, my order way down there. You yeah. walked on, took it. I still uh, waited... 25, yeah. yeah. Come and on. once you've made your order, you're not taken off. And yes. so it's like, uh, I'm already I have. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Multiple times. I did it just the other day wow. at uh, Burger it. King. Sat there for, I placed the order. I'm not kidding. 15 minutes goes by, not a Ooh, car. Yeah, has that's, moved. that's not cool. I'm like, yeah. I haven't paid yet. So I'm like, peace out. And yeah. I went somewhere yeah. else. Well, done. Some of them now. That's how bad fast the app. That's what I do at McDonald's. Always the app. But you do the app, and now you're committed. That's yeah. it. You're yeah, committed. but you know what? The food's faster, and they always have a bunch of deals. McDonald's is the, the only app I've used that's good. They say Dunkin' Donuts is, too. Oh, I hate their app. Really? I think it's shitty. Oh, my daughter loves it. I think it's the deals are like the McDonald's app. It's like buy one sandwich, get another one free, or buy, uh, you know free French fries just for showing up. Hey, let me tell you another thing. So that he mentioned on the, uh, the keypad, you go into mm. McDonald's, yeah. and you can what would you want yourself. Yeah. Well... So somebody did a study on this. It's pretty interesting. Somebody that would normally order his burger, French fry, and a drink, when they do it themselves, they order two burgers. Yep. Because of accidental? Or no, they, they do it on do purpose. It? They really want to, but yeah. they, they would be ashamed to actually say oh, that. Talk to the person wow, up there. Wow. So the ordering That's is you order heavier because there's no shame involved. The person you <laughs> yeah. talk to, that by the sense. way, obviously you look at me, there's no shame on me ordering. <laughs> yeah. I order too much all the yeah. time. Yeah. But apparently it bothers people to be hmm. shamed yeah. into doing it. So they're getting more orders. Yeah. And it cost him zero to do it because right. yeah. it's a machine. Interesting. Yeah. And he gave himself away as a boomer by saying that machine's hard because it's yeah. very easy. And the apps, the apps <laughs> are the way for Sorry. it to be faster for you. So if you order, like, so I'll do Starbucks. I now learn how long-ish it takes my Starbucks. So I literally order it as I'm leaving my apartment. So I don't have to wait at all because I'm walking there or driving there in the time they make it. So I get there. That's instant service to me. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, sitting in line 20 minutes later, like fast food has become not fast food anymore. It's, yeah. Oof. Good anyway, one. All right. <laughs> just a rant. And uh, also, just a quick comment from, uh, I think it's it's R-I-N-O. Reno or Rhino? Okay. <laughs> we'll call him Rhino. Uh, he, about last week when we were talking about cigar accessories, he says, uh, cigar rests are good, so you don't smoke it too fast. It's a good training aid. So, okay. Put it on a cigar rest? Yeah, sure. tell yourself you got to put it well, down. I mean, self-control is good. If you put it down as opposed to being in your hand, I guess I'm going to hit more mm, yeah. with it right in my hand. Yeah, it works. Okay. Maybe. That helps. Okay. Well, what if I did food like that? There's psychology like that? to that, though. I put food <laughs> down over here, and then I take one at a time. And There's a reason why, like, cigarette smokers, when they quit, sometimes they'll take, like, a, a lollipop or something. It's the same action yeah, constantly. That's true. So there yeah, is, yeah. like, a psychology to, yeah, holding it yeah. in your hand and how often you put it to your mouth. Yeah. Sure. And if you want to send us an email, it's theashlespodcast at gmail.com. Yep. yep. Theashlespodcast at gmail.com. I have a Dave's Five here. Dave's Six Pack. I mean, Six Pack. We're smoking the Camacho Connecticut Robusto, so you know you're going to get one in Dave's Six Pack if that's what we're smoking. We're telling you we like it. There it is, 939. Camacho Connecticut box press Toro in a tube. One so of my favorites. His, it is. Yes. Uh, so Connecticut box press, hard to do, by the yes. way. Anyway, uh, and they put in a tube on top of it, 1039. Aganosa Validation Connecticut Robusto. Great Connecticut with some flavor. You're talking a Nicaraguan Connecticut here. Yep. So you're talking Nicaragua, medium-bodied medium, medium yep. Nicaraguans, not your grandfather's Connecticut's. Mm-mm. 
Garofalo La Familia Connecticut Robusto, $9.99. You have the Studio 21 Number 1 Dominican, uh, made by the same people that make Camacho, but in the Dominican factory. Can't say who it is, but yeah. Studio 21 <laughs> really Number similar. 1. That is a 849 cigar in La Giana Natural. This is the same exact thing of what happened in here. La Giana Natural Robusto, eight forty nine. All cigars are under ten dollars. They would come out to fifty five sixty four, but we're taking ten dollars off. It's forty five ninety nine. Great deal. Uh, but you go to twoguyscigars.com. You'll see the little search bar. Search Dave's. Oop, there it is. It's hidden in there. You saw it. You can click on it. And you'll have till next week at this time before it disappears, or till inventory lasts. I think we'll be fine on all of those because yep. we're loaded up and ready to go. And I'm ready to go for the top five. Brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Aloha. Today's top five is brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series Five Five has it all. Five Five equals the perfect 10, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a Five Five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. And now, here's today's top five list. All right, today's top five is the top five NFL players of all time by <laughs> ClutchPoints.com. So this I, is a I wonder who number one's going to be. This is a statistical <laughs> analysis they update every year before the season because NFL season kicks off this week. It was the perfect time to do this top five. So See how many I know. All right, coming in at number five, you should know him. Uh, it is Joe Montana. No, I know him. Yep, quarterback, won a bunch of Super Bowls, 49ers. Yep. And then he played for the Bengals, I think, too, at one point. No, no he played for uh, Kansas City. He played for Kansas City. He didn't play for 49ers the whole time. Hmm. Number four, Jim Brown. Yep. Classic. Still an announcer. Uh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead? Yeah, he's dead yeah, now. This weekend, it's a Bernie's kind of All thing. Right. You know. yep. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's not still announcing. That'd be a little early. But a great player. Number three, Lawrence Taylor. Yep. Badass. One of the best. Number two, Jerry Rice. Yep. Great receiver in all time. And then number one, of course. The miles goal. above. Miles Tom Brady. Above. Tom yeah. Brady. Is it this Sunday? This Sunday, Tom Brady uh, will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the hoopla. Yeah, whatever <laughs> they're doing. I don't know. They're doing the New England Patriots Hall of Fame. It exists. Is that what it is? I thought they're just welcoming him No, home. no. So he'll be there. And, yeah, uh, Gillette. Yeah, we gave away a pair of tickets. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, and uh, one lucky guy, which... Uh, I think I know who he is. Uh, I think he's a customer that comes in and watches nice. the Cigar Authority show, I think. Yep. Oh. Um, and he won uh, a pair of tickets to go. Nice. nice. And uh, he says he's using them. So That's great. Yeah, I, th- I wonder if they're going to retire his number this week. We'll see. Hmm. But that's your Yeah, top. that's what they'll do, right? I don't, they haven't said they're going to do that, I don't yeah, think so. We'll see. It'd it make no sense if they bring this whole thing and they don't do it. So If they do, it will be delightful. <laughs> Are you tired of the news claiming the end of the world? Everyone run for cover! Mayday! Are you sick of turning on your radio and hearing things like this? Code Red, duck and cover! You're all in danger! Well, I think it's time for some delightful news. Brought to you by Cuban Delight Cigars. How delightful. So, today's delightful news involves a child, of course. <laughs> it's like sticking in with the trend. These are from Ed, too. This he, is from Ed, yes. yeah. He, he, picked he, this wouldn't, he wouldn't let us do our own. Yeah. Said, no, no, yeah. I do this. You'd be I'm... too cynical otherwise. Uh, so, airline pilot reunites nine-year-old with her beloved doll last, uh, lost half a world away. Oh. So, from Texas comes a story of a girl named Beatrice 
who was taken to meet the captain on a flight home from te- uh, Tokyo. Beatrice is an American girl doll, and her flight home would see her reunited with her loving owner, nine-year-old uh, Valentina uh, Dominguez, who was left devastated after losing her doll in the similar trip a month before. It's a bougie kid. So they got month, American girl dolls. A full month, actually, before it, they found this doll. So basically, she just her parents went on uh, social media, shared the story of her you know, missing this doll, uh, and news got to... What? An American Airlines first officer, uh, James uh, Dannon. But why? She was on a flight to Tokyo. Just buy her another one. Like, it's American Girl doll. Yeah. Well, apparently this one's special. And, uh-huh. and nine years old. When's the doll thing for a, I don't know, No idea. kid? Uh, when, when is it over? I we went I've to a wrestling po- action <laughs> figure show, and it was all 30-year-olds. All, all 30-year-old men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, it, the word got to this uh, first officer of American Airlines, um, and he jumped in and found its staff from Turkish Airlines, which I'm guessing that's what they flew from Tokyo. Uh, basically, he hunted it down at uh, Haneda Airport in Tokyo and got it back to Beatrice. Apparently, he lives only just a couple miles away from this girl. Oh, so it's Good convenient. thing she lived in a hub. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they got it back and, you know, all tears and happiness, whatever. Yep. <laughs> this tears is why I'm not Mr. Delightful. What a, what a brat. That's delightful, yeah. What a brat. Tears and happiness. This American girl a doll month. flying yeah. to Tokyo. I have no sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> a month went by. She forgot that doll. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Full and, month. And thanks, Ed. <laughs> I'm so cynical these days. I'm like, really? Like, you wasted the internet's time on your doll. Like, yeah. I'm like, that's it. Next time it. I lose something in public, y'all are going to get, I'm just going to hammer the whole world with like, has anyone seen my stuff that right. I lost? I lost a, an earring. Yeah. 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 It, it was a cheap earring, but I loved it. Yeah. But, you just got to say it belonged to your grandmother who passed away and yeah. she left yeah. it to you in club yeah. story. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, now yeah. we're going to get hate yeah. mail. But, yeah. 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 Bring <laughs> it. I've turned so cynical. <laughs> fair. But you know what, what would be delightful makeup for it is, like yeah. we said, less than 30 tickets left to days for the New England Cigar Expo. Less than 30 tickets left. We're all going to be there. Are you going to be there? No, I have to do something. I can't go all Mm. the way there. You can go all the way there. Right. If, if if she could bring her doll to Tokyo, you can come to New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Perfect and it, time here. Yeah. What's great yeah. about it too is like, look, we all know they're going to sell out, but the ticket's three hundred ninety-five dollars. You're getting four hundred thirty dollars worth of cigars, not yeah. thirty-eight yeah. of them. Yeah, thirty-eight We're going to no gonna sell them all anyway. We're going to be yep. fine, but we'd like you there. And I'm going to tell you selfishly why I want you there. Mm-hmm. Because there's lots of cigar manufacturers are going to be there. Lots of regular cigar lovers around the world. But one of the highlights on day two, Mm. on on the Saturday, is it's the Cigar Authority is broadcasting live. Mm -hmm. And for whatever thing is in my mind, I see us on the stage and nobody paying attention to the show at all. (laughs) I see everybody dealing with the manufacturers and walking around. This is what's in my head. And we're up there, and we're talking to nobody. We're talking to ourselves. And all the racket is out out there Mm -hmm. of everybody having a good time and everything. And zero people are sitting up front paying any attention. And I'm like, how dare me put myself in this? I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, my God. I'm like, wouldn't it be... Terrible if there's like nobody paying attention to the show and we put it, it's almost like you know, putting your doll up front and saying, Okay, this is news. Yeah, so you want them there to see the the come and watch the Cigar Authority and not make it bomb as much, right? Oh, true. So, and the only shot I have to that is not every person that's going to be there 
but it's the listeners of our yeah. show. If we can sell some tickets to the listeners of our show, right. then I got yeah. a shot of... The assholes are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a couple hours of they know oh, yeah. who the hell we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many podcasts have you watched cigar podcasts in front of a wrestling ring? Well, so we did. We went to a podcast, mm-hmm. a live podcast. We want to see it at Kowloon's of all places. Yep. Where who will be at the expo? So we got there in plenty early time. Yep. And walked up the stairs to go into this room, and we had Packed. to sit all the way in the back. As a matter of fact, we had to wait for them to bring us some seats because wow. the place was jam-packed, a 1,000 people jam-packed, and we're sitting all the way towards the back, and we still had to wait a half hour before the thing was even starting. Yep. And look at the people that turned out, and this was a Florida company coming mm-hmm. to Saugus, Massachusetts to do yep. their podcast, but they had an audience. Big one. I am in panic. <laughs> the gauntlet it, has been dropped. There will yeah. not be a cigar authority. The show is, must go on, and the yeah. show is yeah. going to go on, mm-hmm. and you know um, we'll have the cameras pointed to us, so you won't see yeah. that nobody's paying attention. But they'll all be having uh, a good time. Yeah. But, uh, but I'll know everybody's going to have a great time, whether they care about the cigar authority or not. But I think we have special surprises going on. Oh, we yeah. have unbelievable events and things happening within it. But I. I put the cigar authority in like it was yeah. a big event also. It is. And no, we have it live here every single <laughs> right. week. Right now we're live in Studio 21 right now. In front of and our thousands Murph, of Murph is here. We yep. don't want to forget that Murph the dog yeah, is here. There's an empty box. Yeah. And a, Four and o'clock a on a Tuesday. Yeah. Not yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prime time for people. Come on, there's thousands of people out here. Right. They're just very quiet. Very quiet. And very, very respectful. Very respectful. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bruce is Let's here. review this thing. All right, let's review it. I will give this a 90 90 okay. for for a Camacho for me to say 90, but That's this is the best, best Camacho. That's Although, I, I got to try the box press. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to buy Dave's six pack. Well, that's the thing. I gave this an 89 because my favorite is the Toro box press, which you can only get in this. Well, you can get it anywhere, but you should get it in the six pack because it's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have given 92. Uh, I gave it an 89, 89 as well. All right. It's, oh. it's a good cigar. It's. It's good, though. Great Camacho. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So we got it. All right. Next week. Um, next week, we have no Ed Sullivan again. Nope. Nope. No Ed Sullivan but- again, but it's the Mount Rushmore of cigar smokers. Not of the cigar itself. Not of the cigar brand, but the actual smokers on the Mount Rushmore. We pick four each of the most important cigar smokers, real or fictional. That's hmm. right. Wait, can I play? You have yes. to. You got to bring four. You got to bring. Have to. Okay. You got to bring four people in All with right. you for next week. So right. you got a whole week to think about it. Four fictional or non-fictional, and they could be the same. What do you mean? We yeah, can have the same answer. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not telling you guys what I pick. All right. We'll save that for next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Ash Holes, broadcasting from the Jose Dominguez studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. That is it. Good morning from Melbourne, Australia, says <laughs> Matt. G'day, Matt. G'day. Opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.